Hey there, and welcome back to Nature Boost. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Many of us are preparing to gather with loved ones and sit down to a Thanksgiving meal next week with that famous bird on the table. According to the National Turkey Federation, around 45 million turkeys are consumed each November. The turkey has been the centerpiece of the Thanksgiving dinner table for decades, even though many historians believe the first Thanksgiving meal back in 1621 probably focused on other meats, such as goose, venison, and duck. There are several theories on how the turkey became the main dish on Thanksgiving. Some believe American writer Sarah Hale was behind the myth. Hale spearheaded the move to make Thanksgiving a national holiday and in her campaign spread the story that turkey was the main table fare at the first Thanksgiving. Hale earned the moniker the mother of Thanksgiving after Abraham Lincoln signed legislation establishing the holiday in 1863. At that time, there were only two other national holidays celebrated in the U.S., Washington's birthday and Independence Day. FYI, Christmas didn't become a national holiday until 1870. And fun fact, Sarah Hale was also the author behind the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Looking back at the landscape of New England at that time, it's understandable why Hale believed turkey was served at that first gathering. The birds were native in North America and also easy to harvest because they were so prevalent. The idea of eating the bird also set New Englanders apart from the British, kind of establishing the bird as American. According to historians at the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History, turkey really became common as people began to move westward across the U.S. over time, bringing with them popular harvest festival foods such as turkey or pumpkin and cranberry. In addition, turkeys were big. The birds can weigh up to 20 pounds, and just one turkey could feed a lot of people. Hello, ladies. What will you be having for Thanksgiving? I will be having turkey. Hopefully it will be cooked to perfection. And you, ma'am? We will be having turkey, but my favorite is fried turkey. What are you going to be eating for Thanksgiving this year? Turkey. How are you going to cook it? Uh, My mom bakes it. She puts it in a brine and it's really juicy. Are you saying that because this is recorded and she's going to listen? No. (laughs) It's actually really good. Adult male turkeys, called gobblers or toms, will rip out a thunderous gobble to attract hens and let other toms know who's top boss. That gobble is famous, but did you know turkeys actually make a variety of sounds? They'll often cluck like chickens while they're moving around looking for food. Turkeys will also yelp. These squeaky, high-pitched yelps are the most used words in turkey language, actually. Three to seven yelps strung together is how females or hens will tell potential mates they're interested. We'll talk more about Missouri's turkeys right after the break. Stay tuned. 
This is Discover Nature Notes with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Chances are a turkey will land on your Thanksgiving table, a bird simmered in American tradition. The turkey was once so common and popular that it was considered for our national emblem along with the bald eagle. Turkeys are America's largest game bird. They are swift runners and quick flyers for short distances. They have over 5,000 feathers. Turkeys were domesticated by Native Americans and brought to Europe in the 16th century, taken from Mexico by the Spanish conquistadors, turkeys later returned as domesticated birds with the English settlers. The wild turkey almost disappeared from North America due to excessive hunting and loss of forest habitat. Today, restoration efforts have brought the turkey back in Missouri. Whether wild or domestic, your Thanksgiving turkey is part of our American heritage. Discover more by signing up today at discovernaturenotes.com. The Missouri Department of Conservation, serving nature and you. To learn a little bit more about Missouri's turkey population, I am on a very seasonal stroll here in Jefferson City with MDC's wild turkey biologist, Nick Oakley. So Nick, I'm gonna be throwing a lot of questions your way, all right? So just get ready for some of these curveballs. One thing that I find super interesting about wild turkeys and that maybe other people may not be aware of is that they do roost in trees. Yeah, that's right. So turkeys will roost in a tree. It's 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 kind of a way of avoiding predation. Uh, so by getting up in the trees, they're getting out from you know off the ground away uh, away from from animals that might you know try to to predate them. Okay, we're walking around here outside of MDC headquarters where we do have some turkeys, some habitat for them out here. And I have seen turkeys out here actually, but why aren't we seeing any in trees right now? Well, they tend to go into the roost in the evenings. So that's, if you will, that's kind of where they, they sleep, uh, for lack of a better word. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So you wouldn't see them in the roost in the, during the day unless you, you know, spooked them up into the tree, for example. So do they get like a full eight hours or? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm not entirely sure actually how long a turkey stays in the roost, but it tends to go on, you know, a half an hour before sunset. Uh, and then they kind of pitch down from the roost uh, about a half an hour. Uh, before sunset or sunrise so yeah. okay all right good to know for those who, who may not be aware so and also kind of going off of that they're actually surprisingly pretty fast flyers yeah that's right so uh, turkeys can fly you know over short distances up to 55 miles an hour now that's probably pretty uncommon uh, and their preference would be to run but yeah they can get up and go if they want to i don't know if i believe you <laughs> i really i really don't yeah. how fast can they run yeah, so they're quite a bit slower on the ground, uh, somewhere in about the you know, 10 to 15 miles an hour range, uh, but they can maintain that speed for uh, quite a bit longer. So earlier you were telling me a, a cool fact about them uh, with their size compared to their wingspan. Yeah, so turkeys have some of the smallest wings compared to their body weight of any birds in the world. So uh, the, the area of the wing is quite small relative to how much they actually weigh. And how much do turkeys relatively weigh? Uh, it depends on the age, of course, and the sex, but uh, a female is going to weigh somewhere between 7 and 12 or 14 pounds, and then a gobbler uh, will weigh, you know, maybe as much as, as 24 pounds. Uh, but when I looked it up, the world record weight on an on a adult male turkey, a gobbler, was like 36 plus pounds, so ah. a monster. Imagine that on your Thanksgiving table. What do turkeys normally eat? Yeah, it's really kind of seasonally specific. So this time of year, they're really focused in on the hard mass, right? So the acorns, 
hickory nuts, things like that. Uh, they also often eat things like grasses and forbs. And of course, anytime they can run across a berry or, or a soft mass, they're excited about that. Uh, poults in particular, the young turkeys, uh, they focus for the first month or so of life almost entirely on insects. So that's a really important component of turkey habitat is to have good insect habitat as well. They need that high protein diet so that they can actually, so that they can get big enough to fly up into the roost to stay safe. So once they kind of move off of 100% uh, insect diet, then they start picking up things like grass and, and, and forbs and things like that. Okay, so I want to get into the, you know, the obvious difference between male and females. And the males have those really cool feathers at the back. Is there a specific name for that? Yeah, we'd probably call that a fan. Oh, right, a fan. Yeah, I've heard that. All right, so tell us they uh, kind of strut to attract females. Yeah, that's right. So turkeys have sort of a, a system of courtship called, they're, they're lek maters, so they they, as the male, are actually trying to attract the female to them based on their courtship display. Okay. And, and some of that is with plumage and, and movement and other that, uh, parts of that is with sound. Uh, so that, that gobble you hear in the spring is, is part of that courtship display. <laughs> that was good. Was it? Yeah, Stop I mean, it. Pretty good. Can you, can you do better? I don't think so. I think you're shy. <laughs> I think I am. All right. All right. Whatever. All right. So we were talking another difference between the, the males and females, kind of gross, strange but true, is the shape of their poop, right? Yeah, that's right. So a, a gobbler's scat is going to be kind of elongated and perhaps J-shaped, uh, depending on, on how fast he's moving. Uh, whereas a, a hen, her scat will be sort of a corkscrew or it'll look sort of like a snail shell. Um, so that's something you can see in the, in the, in the forest and, and identify pretty quickly. Why? I don't understand why they're different though. Yeah, I don't either. You don't have, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Nature's crazy, man. With the difference between the males and females, the males have the wattle. Wattle, yeah. Okay. Correct. Tell us, tell us about, and that's that kind of red little. Yeah flap of skin underneath its beak so as a male's head if he picks his head up you can see a, a flap of red skin that's kind of connects his neck to the to his beak essentially and they also have like a beard yeah so males uh, almost all males will have a beard unless there's a disease like beard rot in which case it'll fall off uh, but actually hens can have beards as well uh, oh almost kind of like how um female deer can have antlers sometimes yeah same idea for sure okay cool are you a turkey hunter I am, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was kind of a self-taught turkey hunter. I, I grew up in southern Boone County uh, in a family of fairly not real uh, consistent hunters, I guess you could say. Okay. So I decided turkey hunting sounded like fun. So as a, as a young man, I decided to go out and give it a shot. Okay, so for those, and when I say those, I mean me, um, who have never tasted wild turkey versus like turkey that you get in the store, can you give us a, a taste of the difference there? Sure, so the first thing you'll probably notice is just the color of the meat. So a wild turkey breast, is it's gonna be darker, it's gonna look richer. Uh, to me, the flavor's stronger. I don't think it's in any way negative. Uh, it just has more turkey flavor than a turkey you would buy at the store. Uh, it'll be a little tougher if you overcook it, so there is, a, should be roll real concerned with the temperature of the bird. Bring it just up to, to the appropriate temperature and no further. Uh, and, and, and the best way to, to get a good result is actually to brine the turkey breast in a brining solution. Are you having wild turkey for Thanksgiving this year? 
Hmm, that's a good question. I do have one breast uh, left in the freezer that uh, I might smoke for turkey, uh, if not if not for anything other than an appetizer because it's so delicious and it never lasts for very long. But, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Tell us the benefits of turkeys. What do they contribute to the ecosystem? Turkeys, you know, have their role in the ecosystem like any, any animal in that they... They eat insects in the spring. They, you know, they eat hard mass products. They scratch around in the, in the fall. That, that kind of disturbs the, the, the leaf layer. Of course, lots of things like to eat turkeys, uh, turkey eggs, turkey poults, even some adult turkeys. Uh, so, you know, they have that role where they're, you know, not a food source per se, but certainly get preyed upon. Um, yeah, I, I guess you'd think of a turkey kind of in the same way as most ground nesting birds, often predated upon, but they, you know, certainly eat a bunch of stuff as well. Why should people care about turkeys? Well, turkeys are super cool, right? I mean, look how big and neat they are. If you take out the hunting component, which I'm happy to do, you know, they're just really interesting birds. That that courtship display is, is so unique and so interesting. And when you hear a turkey gobble in the spring, it's completely unmistakable and it at least for me, it gets my heart beating pretty fast. But then, of course, there's a whole subset of Missourians who really love to chase them and eat them, you know, which I obviously uh, am part of that group. So, you know, that part. Great for hunting, great for wildlife watching. Fun fact, whenever I first, my first day starting with MDC, I was driving down the road in the morning to come to work and a turkey was crossing the road. And... Believe it or not, that was the first time I'd ever seen a wild turkey. Yeah, and I, I saw it and I'm like, so that's what they look like. Yeah, they're kind of goofy looking. They are. They're kind of silly. What was your first impression? Like, were you shocked at how big it was? Or? I was. I was. And I remember it was it was a hen. Yeah. Um, and I remember just kind of their long neck yeah. and just the way that it, you know, it was just kind of strutting across the street. I had obviously had to stop because I wasn't going to hit it, but I just thought... Gosh, okay, yeah, it was a fitting day, a way to, to start my first yeah, first morning. So, so yeah, so... Um, have you ever had wild turkey yourself? I have not, no. So, and my family didn't hunt or really fish. Um, but, you know, I grew up with an appreciation for the outdoors for sure. But I, I would say I do have my hunter ed. And I would, I think I would like to try turkey hunting. Because I think, if anything, it's just a great even if it's not successful it's a great excuse to be out in nature you know in the in the fall and the spring yeah it's definitely some of my favorite times of the year to be in the woods that that spring turkey season the bugs aren't bad the temperatures are nice the, the mornings are nice and cool maybe you stumble on a few mushrooms while you're out there i mean there's lots to like about the spring well said. Nick tell me what can somebody do if they'd like to create more turkey habitat on their property yeah, it's a great question. Uh, so the, the number one thing that the turkeys need each year is brood rearing habitat. So that's a, a type of habitat that a hen will bring her freshly hatched poults to uh, so that they can find bugs, but are also, um, you know, sort of protected from predators. And what makes great brood rearing habitat is vegetation that's, you know, about knee high to no higher than waist high. So that's tall enough to shield the poults, but not so tall that the hen can't see danger coming. Uh, so the best way to do that, if it's in a wooded area, is to do some timber stand improvement, some thinning, uh, and then maybe follow that up with some fire, which helps to sort of stimulate that forb layer and the grass layer and kind of the, just the vegetative layer 
uh, on the forest floor. If you're in more of an open landscape, then planting things like warm season or native pollinator type plots uh, is a great type of habitat for turkeys. Uh, the, the birds just flock to that. Uh, and, and that's good for, for this year's turkeys, but then for, for turkeys, you know, the years following as well. As we produce more, more babies, that means more babies down the road. Perfect. Okay, last thing. Have you ever had a turducken? I have not. I have not. But I'd try it. I, I'm not opposed to it. I'd give it a shot. Are you a pretty adventurous eater? Yeah, I like to eat a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you ever try it, let me know. I'll let you know. I'll okay. fill you in. All right. Well, I encourage everybody. Um, I think I, I want to thank you. First of all, I think you've given our listeners a lot of great facts to bring to their Thanksgiving table. So thank you for joining me on this interview today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's uh, nice to walk around. Thanks again to Wild Turkey Biologist Nick Oakley for all of the great info. If you want to learn more about Missouri's wild turkeys, visit our website at MissouriConservation.org. Be sure to listen to next month's episode where we'll be discussing the annual Christmas bird count with bird expert Sarah Kendrick. And remember, you can submit topic ideas for Nature Boost. Send us a message at missouriconservation.org slash natureboost if you have comments or any fun suggestions on things you'd like to hear about on an episode. I'm Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving and, as always, encouraging you to get your daily dose of the outdoors.